Hello, and welcome to a very special bonus episode of Unicast. Hi, Meg. Hi, Nancy. <laughs> um, we are sadly not in the same place today. Um, it's the middle of January. Um, we're recording this on, I think, the 18th. And um, we're remotely recording this on Zoom uh, because our staff are kind of mixing it up. We're on and off campus just for COVID safety. We're recording this remotely, uh, seeing as um, we've got lots of teaching happening face to face on campus. Um, but some staff are working from home if they don't need to be on campus every single day. So we're quite flexible here. Um, but Meg, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? How has your new year been so far? It has been really positive. Um, I think one of the really nice things that's come up recently is that um, we've been able to share some good news stories. So we might even link this in the episode notes. Um, but basically, it is student ambassador recruitment season for us. It's literally just opened a job application for our current students. They can apply to be an ambassador and work with us on events like open days, mentoring, all sorts of things. And of course, Unicast. Um, as anyone who's ever listened to an episode will know, we love getting them involved. Um, and uh, Sonia is the uh, head honcho for that bit of work. She is our student ambassador coordinator here at the uni. And we wrote a little article about how she has worked with that team of ambassadors, team of students to... Um, over the couple of years she's been running it, make the team of ambassadors as diverse and as representative as possible of all of the many different kinds of students at St Mary's, um, because that is the best kind of team, is a diverse team. Why are we here? Why are we here today? Um, we have got a team assembled of really, really awesome colleagues of ours who we work with, you know, every day, um, but who haven't met you guys yet, the listeners. Um, and they are our outreach and recruitment officers, and they have been proofreading an awful lot of personal statements recently because we're coming up to the deadline for UCAS applications this year. That is Wednesday next week, the 26th of January, as we go to record today. Um, so by the time you listen to this, it might be closer. So, you know, do check a calendar. Um, but our student, um, our student recruitment officers, our WP and outreach officers will flexibly give like loads of advice to students on how to improve their personal statements or just ask them questions like, OK, what else could you how, how could you say that in a shorter way? That kind of thing. Right, Meg, you've been doing this an awful lot this year. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I could speak for ages on the different personal statements I've read. So I'm actually really excited to hear what my colleagues have been reading as well. And just as a little sub introduction, I was preparing for this podcast and I thought I'd get my own personal statement up. Now, I read this to producer Sam before the podcast. He did not realise it was mine and decided to make the comment of how pretentious that student sounded. <laughs> so I want to read quickly my first line of my personal statement, because um, to be fair, it is so cliche and so cheesy. I just had to share it. For the benefit of the listener at home, on this Zoom call, our lovely colleagues are muted, but their expressions <laughs> of horror were huge. If you could have heard them through this Zoom call, oh my goodness. Okay, Meg, so um, let's hear it. Yeah, so my first sentence was, and as I've mentioned in previous podcasts, I studied history at university, um, but I wrote, studying the past is important as well as fascinating, and I believe it will help me define my future, as if I was some like oh, crystal ball mystic Meg guru. But I also <laughs> used some really crazy quotes like, 
the past as a foreign country. They do different like diff- things differently there, which I have read in personal statements over the last couple of years. So, yeah, avoiding those uh, cliches and quotes are important. Did you did you give credit to the person who originally said that quote, or did, I did. You, well, you like that's my quote? That's mine. I'm copywriting that. <laughs> no, I did. I did get definitely uh, give credit. <laughs> But did you communicate your passion for history? Because it sounds like you did from those two sentences. No, I think I did. I reread it and it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. Like I did all the things I tell students they should do. But I think I was on the edge of being arrogant other than just confident. I think there is definitely a line. And I think I crossed that when I wrote mine. Um, well, it so didn't yeah. hurt you. It didn't hurt you in the end. It didn't. It didn't hurt me. But um, luckily, Sam doesn't work in the admissions team at St. Mary's University. Otherwise, there might have been a different outcome. <laughs> Dear, well, that that's uh, an interesting uh, team chat for the podcast team. I'll finish <laughs> this recording. Cool, uh, <laughs> um, fantastic. So, should we get on to introducing uh, our amazing expert panel of proofreaders? I think we should. Okay, then let's get straight to it. So. I'm really excited, as I said before, to introduce my colleagues to you today. So first up, who do we have? Hi, uh, my name is Charlotte. I'm a student recruitment officer um, within the schools and colleges team at St Mary's. I studied drama and theatre arts as my undergraduate degree and collaborative theatre making for my master's. I can't remember the first line of my personal statement, but I'm pretty sure I did all of the things I tell people not to do. So uh, I'm a great example uh, of, of, yeah, pretty much uh, doing all of the things that you shouldn't, but now uh, I know not to do that, so. No, that's great. And it's perfect that you can now give that advice. So brilliant. And who's next? Hello, um, my name is Rachel and I'm also one of the student recruitment officers and working specifically with schools and colleges. Um, At uni, I studied criminology Um, But when it came to writing my personal statement, I was very indecisive about what I wanted to study. So I think I must have written about five different personal statements for varying subjects that were completely unrelated. Um, And I'm sure I fell in um, to a lot of those traps as well um, and did a lot of the things I now tell people not to do. I love that. So you have a lot of experience of writing personal statements yourself then, Rachel. (laughs) Brilliant. And finally, but definitely not last or least, who do we have? Hi everyone, my name is Mandeep, also known as Mandy. I studied international um, relations and politics at university. Um, When it came, I don't actually, my personal statement was written many, many years ago in the old UCAS system. But all I remember is I had to do many drafts and that was frustrating, probably about eight drafts because, you know, spelling and punctuation is really important when it comes to personal statements. So yeah, so I completely sympathize with students right now that are writing the personal statements. What an amazing team. Um, I think we've got a real panel of experts here today um, who have got obviously lots of positive things that they can highlight. Well, we hope so. Um, And also maybe a few things to avoid um, from all of those personal statements that you've read in the last couple of months, especially. So we would love to hear like those things that you've learned from all those chats with these students um, from all sorts of places, from colleges, uh, schools all around London, further away as well. Um, 
And yeah, what is what is the general feeling, guys? Like, how are most students doing um, who are, you know, having these personal statement clinic kind of chats with you? Are people okay? I hope they're okay. <laughs> yeah, so um, thank you for the question, Nancy. Um, so the sort of general feeling that I found, which might be quite different um, from what Charlotte and Mandy have found, um, was that students were feeling quite worried um, and just didn't really know where to start or how to structure their personal statement, which is completely understandable. Um, so I think that's one thing that was um, worrying students and especially um, a lot of students were thinking um, they needed to include loads of information and were actually kind of forgetting about what they were currently doing and what they were currently studying um, at school or at college. And um, so I think, yeah, I definitely got a vibe that students were feeling quite worried um, and didn't really know where to get started, which can be difficult, especially um, writing that first sentence. So, I mean, the message I'm going to take from that is turning it into a positive. Guys, if you're feeling a bit like I'm alone, I'm writing my personal statement. I don't know what I'm going to do. The deadline is next week. Where am I? Who am I? Like, don't don't think that you're the only person. And that's that's something you learn uh, you know, every day at uni, you are not the only person panicking, you're not the only person with that difficulty. And most people are just only telling their careers advisor how worried they are, <laughs> and pretending they're fine to everyone else. Um, but I'm hoping, I mean, what have you been advising people, Rachel, have you got um, kind of a go to bit of support that you've given most of those people to kind of help them just calm down? Yeah, so I think um, the sort of first thing that I like to say to students is that nobody writes a perfect version of their personal statement on the first draft. I don't know anyone that has ever done that. Um, and if I ever meet someone, um, they must be superhuman. So just making sure you sort of set your expectations that on that first draft, it's never going to be perfect. But even just getting something down on paper um, is really, really important. And then that is a huge step. And the second thing is I like to just give students information about um, structuring their personal statement. And um, so there are some really good resources out there that can help with that. Um, so rather than just staring at a blank piece of paper, if you've got some kind of structure, it can help you um, structure your notes um, and get started a little bit more easily. So I think actually we're going to link um, our personal statement worksheet into uh, the description for this podcast. So if there is anyone out there that is feeling really worried, um, you don't know where to start or what to include, that resource should be really helpful um, and help you sort of get started. Oh, perfect. So... Um, we we are starting strong, we're starting positive, we're thinking about ways that we can just structure the whole thing. I was just going to say that we could segue quite nicely into what Mandy was going to say, because Rachel talked about having to do lots and lots of drafts and Mandy said that she had to do many when she was applying for university. So I thought, Mandy, as well, same question to you, really. What have you sensed from students applying to university this year? More or less or everything that Rachel said, but also um, students are adjusting to like face to face teaching. So kind of prioritizing the UCAS commitments and personal statements com commitments compared to the sixth form and um, college commitments. So a lot of them, some of them have put like UCAS on, on they've put it on the side and it's just like knowing where to start. So with a lot of the personal statement clinics that I've done is that we've just brainstormed. And my advice will be is at this point is just brainstorm. Don't worry about the time you've lost. Think about the time that you have to complete your application form. 
Yeah, and just to add on to that, I hope that anyone listening to this podcast feels less alone if they have been feeling like, as you described, Mandy, you know, everyone's in the same position for sure. I guess just a follow-up question to anyone, for those like, you know, talking or worried about the pandemic or not gaining experience, which I know is a worry that has come up a lot. Is there any way that you guys have been advising them in terms of what to put in their personal statement or what to add more of or what to build on if they haven't been able to gain that work experience or placement? I think some students have developed hobbies during the pandemic um, or whether they've you know, done self-care, gone for works, taken care of their mental well-being, include that. So I had a students, I've had students that have started hobbies like knitting. Include that. That's, you know, that's showing that you're able to gain new skills, start a new hobby. So those are all important things to include. Mandy, so be inventive. Did you say did you say knitting? Yes, knitting. Yeah. Oh, I would love to see that on a UCAS personal statement because it's like you've got really good hand-eye coordination. So that's probably good for some courses, I'm imagining, like being a surgeon or something. <laughs> um, I think Rachel's got a follow-up as well. Yeah, it was just really quickly to add to that. I think also students have been doing so much independent research as well. And obviously where school um, during the pandemic has been virtual, um, they've been doing so much more independent work. And that is a massive requirement at uni. So it's kind of like you're already doing what you're going to be doing at uni. And you can really sort of put that into your personal statement um, to show um, the people that are reading it that you've already got those skills that you need to be successful when you do go to university. I think that's such a good point. I mean, independent learning and independent studying is such a huge thing. So I guess, yeah, turning the pandemic's experience on its head and saying, actually, I've learned how to be more independent during this time. It's a really, really good point, actually. I think now is exactly the right time to throw to a, a surprise guest. Um, we have managed to communicate with some of the students who um, we have reviewed personal statements for who we've had these long chats with about you know how they can articulate what they want to get across um so i'm going to introduce you to holly who is a student as she will tell you at newham college and she's got some really relevant advice here hello my name is holly i attend newham college and i currently study business management at university i'm going to study international business with a language my top tip for those writing personal statements is to talk about their extracurricular activities. For a while, I was struggling to write my personal statement, so I wasn't able to sell myself. But after speaking to a personal statement advisor and discussing how I should talk about my work placements and my participation in student parliament, I was able to complete my personal statement with ease. It was really great to hear from Holly and she raised some really good points there, which I think is the perfect way to now move on to our next section, which is discussing some of the positive things that we have seen as we've been reading personal statements over the last couple of months. Um, so starting with Charlotte, what's you know one thing that you've seen done really well in personal statements this year? Or just any really good like positive stories, really? Yeah, uh, what we really like to see is when people bring in whether like some skills that they they do, some hobbies that they enjoy, uh, because all of the things that we do outside of school, outside of work, they're all influences in our life. And it's really great to hear about them. Uh, even if it's something uh, like circus skills, what did you learn from that? Well, you're gonna learn so many different things other than just hand-eye coordination, hopefully. But it'll be the dedication to your skills and the, the commitment to it. Those are the things that we like to see. And we like to see how you could apply that to your university journey as well. We appreciate that there are so many skills that can be um, applicable to a university statement. 
Uh, recently, I actually was in a college and I got to see a really great personal statement where they talked about the languages that they speak. Uh, this person spoke something like five different languages. And it was incredible. And I told them that. And it's about bringing all the other things that are important in your life into the personal statement and how that's going to affect your university uh, life. Absolutely. And I mean, a lot of the things you said there, as well as made me think even back on the COVID thing, you know, if you have hobbies or you have things that you enjoy, it's definitely worth mentioning them based on the transferable skills that you have gained, much like what Rachel said too. So yeah, definitely, definitely mention those, relate them back to your degree and how you need those skills to be successful at university to prove that you are the best candidate for that that course that you're applying for, definitely. And I think it's about not just saying that you speak five languages, because Charlotte, I'm I'm pretty sure, like that's an amazing fact to learn from a student who you're helping with their personal statement, but they weren't just going, I play the flute, I speak five languages. You know, it was about them saying, you know, I speak this language at home, I speak this language with my friends. Um, when they go on holiday to see family in a different country, I've also got this variant that I speak. And why that's useful is <laughs> it's helped me. Um, I'm, I've got a really flexible mind. I can um, try new try new things pretty easily because I've already just kind of dipped my toe into lots of different languages. Um, I'm not afraid to try new things. And that could be really important if you're doing a certain course where just getting involved is important. I mean, drama and theatre studies is probably one of those, I'm guessing. Um, but yeah, probably useful for lots of degrees. Um, Mandy, I think you mentioned before we started up um, that you've seen some really good ways that people express those skills, some good examples of positive language and evidence of those skills. Can you think of any? Yeah, so um, one of the positives that I've seen um, this year, whether it's like through a brainstorm session or within a personal statement, is where people are really enthusiastic about what they're currently studying and relating it to what they're going to, what they're hoping to study at university. So students here, they've they've been really clear with the evidence and the examples, um, whether they're relating it to an A-level subject or a unit within their BTEC or access to HE diploma when it comes to mature students. So they've drawn upon kind of a practical experience, um, practical experience from their course, whether that's an experiment that they've done or a group presentation, They've like focused on debates and discussions that have triggered their interest in a particular aspects of their subject. And they've also focused on case studies or materials that they've read. So, you know, they've made good reference. And the main thing is that they've like focused on evidence and like talking about that transferable skills that they will that they will use at university. Absolutely. And I think as well with the thing you know, referencing outside reading or debates they've liked or anything they've watched and using that evidence, not only obviously backs up their personal statement, but it shows academics and tutors reading their work that, okay, they're ready for university level writing because that is such a main criteria to even get a 2-1 in your degree if you're able to prove that you can interweave evidence with well, what you're explaining and what you're trying, you know, to get across. So not only is that important, it actually shows that, you know, you're ready to study at that level. So really, really good point as well. And um, Rachel, finally to you, like what have you seen this year that you've really, really liked? Yeah, so I think really just echoing what um, Charlotte and Mandy have kind of already touched upon. Um, it is just um, seeing some students bring in their hobbies and bringing in um, all of the different skills that they've got. 
um, and realizing that that is really valuable um, and that universities want to see that you're going to come to uni and you're not just going to study your course you're going to be an active member of the student body and you want to get involved in stuff and um, so it's just great when students kind of realize the value of all of the kind of experience they've got that is outside of their academic um, sort of studies um, and then another thing that I've seen um, students just do really well is kind of each paragraph illustrates a new point um, and it's kind of always sort of referencing um, why they've chosen to study that course or why they'll be a great candidate um, for university so just when students link back to that at the end of um, their paragraph um, it's great to see that when uh, students yeah, I mean, definitely, especially the rounding up bit, as you said, it just always brings me back to the point that I make about point evidence analysis or point evidence explain, you know, you probably learned in English um, at GCSE or A level. Um, but yeah, just rounding up at the end saying why this is important to the course you're applying to or why it means you're going to be good at university is so, so important. And I guess kind of to round up this section before Nancy does, I read an incredible personal statement. Um, from someone who wanted wanted to study architecture and her like introduction was based around where she grew up and the house she lived in and basically her whole personal statement was themed around just space and making space and, and I just love that it's not something you can really teach but the fact that she themed this entire personal statement around one thing I just found really really interesting so I think my top tip here or what I'm trying to say is you kind of do have to remember that a personal statement is meant to be personal like let us know about you and what's unique about you and your hobbies and your interests and your academic studies. And as you always say, Meg, remember, it is a personal statement. Indeed. That's your catchphrase. You put it on all your email signatures. <laughs> I imagine you guys have got a few examples of this, but I wondered if anyone had read a personal statement that really showed off like the personality of the person who was writing it. Like, did you meet someone on Zoom or at a college where you thought, oh, that's yeah, you're getting yourself across really well there. Um, you're enthusiastic, you're real, you're not robotic, you're, you're nice and positive. Um, I think that's what a lot of people find. They don't want to put on a, a front or be fake in their personal statement. I hear a lot of people saying that when we're trying to talk to them about personal statements. Um, have you seen anyone do that really well, maybe as a final thought on the positive? Yeah, um, I would say that where I've seen really positives where they really where you can see a personality coming out of a personal statement is when they've been true. So if they've had a varied um, alternative route into university, they've been loud and proud about that. Um, if they've studied in different countries, so they've been, you know, they've had educational experience in a, a different country, they've kind of highlighted that point. I think that's where the personal statements, especially for what if you're a mature student, do reflect on your kind of like your alternative path to university because you're coming in with kind of work experience and kind of more life experience that you can that you can address. Yeah, and don't ignore it. Absolutely. Fantastic stuff. Cool. Rachel, did you have um a little bit to add? I'm really sorry, I've forgotten. <laughs> I'm gonna keep that in the podcast. That's staying in. I'm, sorry, I'm not even joking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's staying in there <laughs> it was that impactful Rachel forgot Rachel was like oh no no one's saying anything I better say something and then you were gonna so we should give you a button uh, you know a well done for, for the effort anyway <laughs> hi Charlotte I think you've got something to add there to what Mandy just said yeah I was just gonna say um, I read a particularly great personal statement um, by a mature student that just highlighted why they wanted to do the course so well I think it was 
one of the few times I've read something literally maybe edited a sentence and then gave it back to them was like this is ready to go good stuff <laughs> there wasn't much more I could, I could I could give them because it was just so beautifully explained and I really felt like the story went on like a journey over it and I felt that I, I understood where they were coming from where they what they were doing at the moment and where they wanted to go and why university was the right right decision for them and that was why I gave back to them was just like it's ready to go. Rachel's remembered what she wanted to say. Oh <laughs> here she comes. It has come back to me um, and it wasn't it wasn't um, anything very lengthy but I think really um, for me um, when a personal statement is particularly personal and um, it's just when people use quite natural language so I'm not talking about slang I'm not talking about um, you know, sort of using using um, words like that. But, you know, it's just sort of avoiding jargon um, and just writing in a way that you would speak and then just cutting out the slang um, so that you're writing in a formal way and you're showing that you're able to, to do that. That would be my sort of top tip. And um, yeah. So moving now on to our final and kind of roundup section of this mini episode, we're going to go through everyone on the podcast right now and ask them to tell us one thing that you should avoid and one thing to remember now that you're finalizing or even starting at this point your personal statement so for me my top tip would be remember to discuss your academic achievements and subjects so although you've been super positive about mentioning your hobbies and being personal make sure you still are using those academic achievements and things that you've learned and make sure to relate this all to evidence once you're doing so excellent tip um mine i might have banged on about this before but i really think it's important to read out a draft of something as important as your personal statement read it aloud um you could film yourself reading it i know that sounds weird because you wouldn't have to do that to get to uni but um honestly when you do that you realize like how stuff flows or how it doesn't and it's it's really got me through like some challenging job interviews that kind of thing where i've got to read out my personal statement i've written you know because i've got to really believe it and back myself and not be insecure so i think that could be a huge benefit to you um especially for thinking oh hang on i did spell that word wrong because you're having to process it in a slightly different way to read it aloud um but that's just my quirky tip there yeah, so I think my top tip would just to be um, avoid storytelling. So kind of what I mean by this, and I think it can happen when you don't have a structure and you think, oh, how do I start this personal statement? So you sort of go into a bit of storytelling. And what I kind of mean by that is, for example, if you were going to be applying to study primary education, you wanted to become a primary school teacher and you start off saying, um, my interest in primary education started at a young age. My mum was a teacher. My aunt was a teacher. My dad was a teacher. And they were so enthusiastic. It rubbed off on me. When I got older, I started marking and work for them. And even though that experience is so valuable, you end up um, sort of taking up your word count um, by sort of telling an anecdote. Um, and even though that could be interesting to talk about in an interview, um, because some courses um, you'll be interviewed after handing in your um, personal statement, um, it isn't something you want to avoid, um, it isn't something you want to include in your personal statement. Um, so instead, you could talk about how you've gained an insight into primary education um, through your um, mother, and you could maybe give a really specific example of something you've learned and how you kind of understand what the demands of the job involve. 
um, showing the university that, yeah, I'm prepared. I know what I'm signing um, myself up to. I know what it's like to be a teacher and um, without kind of going through um, the whole narrative, even as interesting as it is, you don't have many words. So, um, yeah, definitely try and keep it quite concise. Yeah, my tip kind of follows on from what you said, Meg, was that kind of that evidence gathering. So if you're struggling to write your personal statement or you're kind of at a starting point now, it's just kind of brainstorm and we're going to put some resources up as well. But there's an evidence gathering sheet about your kind of academic and kind of your extracurricular stuff that you can include in a personal statement. So and sometimes um, you may not have your introduction to begin with. It's better to kind of gather the evidence first and then have your academic paragraph and have your extracurricular paragraph and then kind of work on an introduction afterwards. That might be the way if you're really struggling to make a start. And just jumping on from that, um, thank you, Mandy, is that if you expect perfection from the start, that you hope that you're only gonna have to write one draft, can be a little bit problematic because we want it to be so perfect, we want it to be good, we want it to be over with. If you actually expect that you're gonna have to redraft this maybe three, four, maybe even more times, it's suddenly a lot easier to just get words on paper because they don't have to be excellent. They don't have to be the best that you've ever written. It just has to be words on paper. And then we can start reshaping it the more we go. Once we have words on paper, we can play with it. We can do something with it. If we don't have anything, we just have that blank word document. It's really difficult for us to be able to advise you and to help you further. So if you are seeing anyone to help you, help us help you and have words on paper and the more we can, the more we can help. I think, I think we've covered almost everything we possibly could. Um, and we we better give our listeners time to go away and get writing or get uh, proofreading their whole UCAS <laughs> application. Um, because obviously there is not long before the UCAS deadline. Um, I would just say a final top tip, um, just about the whole process, not just your personal statement. I think even if you have gone, oh, I know I should have done this already. I know I should have talked to someone before now. And I don't think that my uh, head of sick form is going to want to talk to me about this now. I think I'm going to get in trouble if I do. Try not to think that way. Um, you know, find a sympathetic teacher, find someone who is um, someone that you know will maybe say oh you owe me a favor but fine all right then let's, let's proofread this together um you know you might have to uh, i don't know clean up the lunch hall at school for <laughs> in exchange for having got their advice or something um hopefully not i think everyone wants the best for you everyone wants to encourage you in this and it doesn't matter that it's it's you know late in the day now the important thing is just getting it in um and being happy with that choice um, so talk to someone, don't make a, a wacky decision on your own, just make sure you have a conversation for sure. Thank you so much everyone. Um, I would love to have this many experts to help me with everything in my work, in my life, making my decisions, you know, all this sort of thing. Um, so thank you so much for your time. And uh, yeah, would you like to say goodbye to the listeners? Bye. 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 Good luck, everyone. Good luck. Thank you for listening to us today. Make sure you subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. If you like what you hear, please do leave a review as it helps people find us. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok or Instagram at Your St Mary's. We love answering questions. If you have any, please do get in touch at unicastpodcast at stmaries.ac.uk.